0: Others drastically so. Uh, this is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it.
1: Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 449. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And this episode, we're going to be talking about The Flash, whatever the hell that episode was called, for the mid-season finale. Don't run. And... Don't run. That's right. Uh, which is dumb. He should have run, because he all he had to do was like run and like grab, what's his face's body, Devo's body, and it away. You know, like
0: Mm-mm. no way. No, I think he made the yeah, right he decision. Yeah, you can just like,
1: nah, man. he's just grab and run, like take that body, man. Get right back. You know, Captain Singh comes in. He goes, "Oh, hi, Singh."
0: Now I think this. Um, I think he made the right call. I don't think there was a super powering out of that one. Cuz in he in the moment he had while the door was being breached, which by the way, great great shot of the, the uh-huh. door being breached while he's like looking at the picture and considering the situation. Loved that. Uh-huh. Um if it if it were me in that situation, I would think, uh, you know, as fast as I can run, all I could possibly do is maybe clean up the crime scene, but they've clearly already got uh-huh. a warrant. They're gonna come in here and search. They're not gonna come in, not see a body, and still not, and not search my apartment. They're going to search. Mm-hmm. And as clever as DeVoe is, him using his own body as a as a death trap for me, he probably managed something that they'll find. Like there's no mm-hmm. way he could scour that apartment in the time it took for those people to literally step through the door. I think he would have missed something, and it would have looked bad because he tried to cover it up, and it would have looked worse. Like he was his best. His best. I think he did his best option was. If this doesn't work, I have to run away and every memory I've ever built with this with this woman and this family that we're trying to start is done for. Or I stay, we figure this thing out and we work it through.
1: Yeah. I mean I, I guess. He made he the didn't right run. Call. I mean I mean, don't I <laughs> Yeah, I guess if he like doesn't run, if worse comes to worse, he's he the can Flash. Still run he run could later. always just like yeah, he could just phase out of the prison wall and run away.
0: Right. All he has to do is keep it under wraps that he's a, a meta and he's fine. But this is no time to I just I think he just made the right call. He got—he—he he cornered him, and he had to admit
1: it. I hope—I hope they bring up the fact that this is not going to look good for Ollie.
0: <laughs> There's a lot about that that I'm hoping comes into play. I—I I hate that agent. She's the worst. But, and we'll get to Arrow, yeah. but I there's stuff that's tangential to Arrow that I, I hope does get brought up at trial.
1: But we'll, you know, yeah. we'll get there
0: when the time comes, I guess.
1: All right, what do you think about your best friend being, uh, being incarcerated for murder? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Barry Allen. Oh, what? No, What? Yeah, that's a thing, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I've I've enjoyed the the storyline with DeVoe so far this year. I've enjoyed Caitlyn and Killer Frost.
0: So far, so good. Yeah, I don't know what that bacon soda thing was, but it, even like the gang enjoying hanging out with Killer Frost and Caitlyn getting a little you know like her feelings hurt. Even that was cool.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was good. And uh, you know, we're it's not all uh, sunshine here for me though. I don't I don't want to you know pretend that I just I love everything about the show right now. I don't like Ralph Dibney. Just I as just a person? Don't, I don't like his character. I don't like the actor playing him. I don't like the way they're writing him. <laughs> and I hate those stupid, stretched scenes where they keep trying to shove that stupid tablet down my throat that I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hell they're doing on it. Like, I don't need, like, there's always some kind of yeah. random, weird thing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're doing. They're
0: just doing odd math and hoping, hoping he's funny enough to carry the scene. I don't know. There's not a lot to that. And it was kind of annoying to be taken out of context, and the show suddenly is a commercial for, I think, Microsoft Surface. I'm not sure.
1: And it's actually in, yeah, and it's actually in the stupid show because it'll be they're like having a conversation about how to do a thing, and then like it'll cut to a scene where it's just like the camera is like level with the with the logo on the tablet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you'll see like Iris or somebody just pick it up and take it off, and it'll like the camera will pan with it. And I'm mm-hmm. like it's
0: so distracting please stop doing that product placement is just a it's the kind of evil we have to live with in this world
1: No, 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 it doesn't. It isn't. No, it shouldn't have to be anyway. Like, it's not like, it's not, it's not something where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and go like, oh man, that Diet Coke can and that shot is so distracting because they're drinking Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. I actually find it more distracting when they're drinking a knockoff brand. I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) You know what? I have a Diet Coke right here. I'm not, not, they're not paying me any money. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) I have a Diet Coke can right here, sitting Mm -hmm. right here looking at me. I see that logo all the time. It's not even a thing. But you know, when you're like tracking the logos with the camera, and you're you're just hearing voices off screen, that's some bull, man.
0: Yeah, that's rough. Anyway, that's rough. Question. Yes. You know how we've brought up over and over again that like Harrison Wells's face has kind of been outlawed. Like he probably shouldn't go out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I've ever really noticed it, but when he went out to go meet Caitlin, he he de- he puts on like a black hat and has his glasses and has like a flipped up collar jacket. Like, is that his version of kind of going out under the radar so he can still go out and not have to use his little pin? I don't know. Also, does Harry even have one of those little pins? Because it just seems like Harry just, you know, puts on a black hat and wanders around where he feels like wandering around.
1: I mean, this this, this is a problem we've had in previous seasons, and I'm not sure what Harry has going on, but that dude just walks around town with a giant gun. He did on one occasion, but he hasn't really done that a lot in the in, you know recent. He did it in this episode. Yeah, he did, he did it did. in the in the season mid season finale. He did for a second. He's literally just walking around, skulking around outside of Devoe's house with a giant ass gun.
0: He is doing that, but it's nighttime. there's it is the middle of the day. I so think, on the on the previous
1: <laughs> occasion, that's true. He usually just has the sucker on his back, slightly better. I'm
0: just this is what I'm wondering though is like the fact that say it was nighttime when he was doing that, or when he did go out to meet Caitlin, he had the cap on and it seemed it looked like he. Even kinda looked around to see if anyone noticed him before he sat down. Like, is it little stuff like that? Is that supposed to be our explanation for why Harry can get around town and, you know, not be arrested immediately?
1: I guess so. (laughs) I don't know, man. I
0: I have to admit, if you're asking me though, like, to explain every single time he leaves the Star Labs, how and why he's going to be able to do it. Like, I I don't want that exposition every time. So if you just if the answer is they just put a hat on him and then we're not supposed to really think too hard about it, I actually prefer that, I gotta admit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not a season goes by that we don't... You and I, one of us bring it up, and the other one kind of go, I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> this is the first time where I felt like I looked at it and thought, oh, is that supposed to... Is that... Oh, well, that is a little comforting. So I don't know. It was the first time I felt a little comforted at the topic. Yeah. I thought I'd share it in case it helped you.
1: Hmm. I mean, you know. I didn't have
0: any high expectations.
1: You're okay. <laughs> um, all right, so... I suspect you will have a different take on this than uh, than most of the fans of, uh, se- online seemingly do. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of hatred for Iris going around this season. Why? Um, they don't like the We Are the Flash thing. They uh, don't like that she's like the boss, you know, because she doesn't make good leadership decisions. She is, you know, irrationally angry at people for stupid things. That kind of thing. That's those are the claims, basically, and I about halfway agree and halfway dismiss it.
0: I mean, depends I, on the
1: episode. Depends on the episode, and the instance, I guess.
0: Like, yes, she can get a little angry at people, but anyone in charge has moments like that. And then, yes, she makes bad leadership decisions, but she's new at this, so she's kind of you know going to do that. I mean, uh huh. Like this episode, she's actively making a bad decision, trying to look for everyone, and Harry's the one who kind of points out you're going to lose them both.
1: Yeah, and when Harry goes, No, you're the problem, I went, Mhm. Go on
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was one of the one of those many times where I thought, Oh, it's been so nice to have Harry back. The real Harry. Uh-huh. The asshole we come came to love. Um, yeah, he's the kind of guy who that would just look her dead in the eye and go like, Nope, you're the one screwing up right now. Here's how. Get it fixed. Yeah. And it was a good point. And she did. She adapted. She went and talked to I mean, She assessed the situation again with that new information, came to a decision, the team went through with it, all is well. I mean, I don't really have a problem with the whole we are the Team Flash. You might as well. Think about it this way. If she wasn't part of Team Flash, do you really just want a bunch of stories where Iris is married to Barry but doesn't really get involved in the whole Flash stuff and just sits around hoping that her husband doesn't make her her widow one day and, and twiddling her thumbs and just covering... Random news stories in the meantime. There is nothing interesting about anything I'm describing.
1: Well, they, you know, writers for years have figured out how to make Lois a good part of uh, Superman. And her being a reporter. Uh,
0: I know, but you'd have to take the show in that direction. Like Clark and her are already reporters, so it's built into the show that you can have like a whole, you know, B or C storyline every episode that is about the story they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. even in Smallville, like the the that wall of weird is built into the mechanism of Superman. Yeah. So, they don't really have that built in here. Like, there's... She was a reporter, but really, you know, like, Barry Allen has very little to do with reporting. He has very little to do with being a forensic, you know, scientist. He, he, you know, just barely gets his job done there, it seems like.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, they just occasionally go back and mention that he actually has shit on his plate. Uh-huh. And then they'll show us how he can get, like, a week's worth of work done in about 20 minutes. And, yeah. you know, then that's how he has time to go be the Flash the rest Okay. I mean, like, there are explanations here, but... I don't think you could work in Iris' storyline as a reporter and as a, you know, uh, trusting and hopeful uh, spouse in any way that I would find interesting. This is way more interesting to me. Like, she dug in. She's part of Team Flash. And to be fair, when everyone else stepped away, she was the one who stepped up and, you know, that was her little brother she wanted to protect, too. So Yeah. They needed someone to actually take take control, and she did. And then when Flash came back, it was natural for her to stay in control. Mm-hmm. If nothing else... Because, you know, you don't want the actual like the Flash is your your best player. You don't want him to also be the coach. Mm. Just doesn't make I don't sense don't want him to be the coach. Just doesn't make sense strategically.
1: I don't necessarily have a problem with Iris being in that in that position.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just kind of speaking to all the concerns at once, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a little on the fence. I uh I can see them going a different way with it. I can see, like, maybe there's a, uh, there's, a, you know, and this is just me throwing crap against a wall at this point, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe the flash is a little bit of a PR problem and needs some puff pieces, you know, or maybe there's, uh, you know, something with in regards to, uh, you know, like a, a like like with the DeVoe mystery, you know, I mean, we could have used Iris actually using some reporter skills here, figuring out some stuff like large amounts of money being. You know, uh, allocated to building a giant underground bunker where you can be a man floating around in a chair. You know? <laughs> yeah, but
0: I, I don't want to, I don't want to be too hard on your pitch that you're just making off, you know, off the yeah, I'm just off the cuff. I'm but like, even then, like if she had been, right now, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like even then, say we did that, we're like, yeah, she needs some puff pieces. Like, well, the puff pieces eventually would just be. Then I would be bored because we're back to Iris not having any agency. She's just reacting to whatever Barry's doing and trying to trying to make it smooth it over.
1: I'm not sure she has agency right now. See, I think this I is, is where she does to me is like
0: I'm in this version, sure she, does. she walks into the she walks in and says, "You need a leader. I'm going to do it," and then just takes charge. She just goes like it's that's it's the most they've given her on the show to do that makes sense in all well, the show's history.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm just saying she's not there yet. I don't know what it is. I don't know it's I am not I'm just not uh, you know. Yeah. I'm not hating her. I don't want her to die or anything. People are uh, you know actively out there wanting her to die yeah, and stuff, but I
0: don't know. I'm not going to be able to I don't, get on I the don't same care. page as those people, but I, I and I'm not either. There are moments where she bores me too, but that's just about any character. I, I think they've got her in a good place right now. I'm pretty happy with her. So I don't know. what. Yeah. That's my best explanation for why I stand there and the internet can either care or not. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, she hasn't gone all, you know, Skyler on Breaking Bad for me, but. I don't know the reference, but okay. <laughs> she became very hated on that show by the fans. Ah, okay. And I understand and agree to for the most part. <laughs> gotcha. They just didn't know what the hell to do with her.
0: I, was, I I was afraid that was what was going to happen to R.S., and I think they put her in a good spot. Yeah. She's still got plenty of I lessons mean, to it's learn. I okay. And, I don't know. She's Like, there are other people that say you put Joe in charge of the team. Well, first of all, he doesn't have time. He has to go be a real detective. He actually got a job to do, and uh-huh. one that he can't just sneak out of constantly. And um, mm-hmm. even if he did, say he's in charge of the team. Say, say you worked that out. You think he has the balls to leave Barry alone and go look for Caitlin? Yeah, <laughs> no. You could never convince him. I mean, it's the same guy that, uh, oh, by the way, one of the great Joe lines this week, uh, um, when DeVoe's kind of teasing him about a restraining order, he says, If something happened to my son, they're in a restraining order on earth that would keep me from getting to you. Mm-hmm. And for a second, looking in Joe's eyes, I was like viscerally afraid myself.
1: Yeah, he was good this week. He was good. I mean, he's, he's Joe. He's good he's every He's always week. on point. Just always um, on point. So, am I to understand that all of the different metas that DeVoe created were each an experiment to see like he was just turning people into metas hoping that they one of them would be the right one is that the I, the, the right body to, to grab
0: i feel like it's a little unclear as of yet i don't i don't think that's that's not to say that's a flaw i just think the that they haven't revealed everything but my take on it uh-huh. so far is more like he kind of knew what was going to happen to a lot of those people uh-huh i gathered that he had some purpose for all of them but ultimately, he did need Brainstorm. Like, he had to have that one to make yeah. this part of his plan work. But everybody else, he he needed them too, but he needed them in different ways that we're kind of seeing as we go.
1: Yeah. Like, Amethyst, I'm a little are, iffy. Uh, uh,
0: even, even I'm a little her. iffy
1: on the whole thing. I just don't think like, they've fully explained it yet. I'm a little iffy on, like, how he, like, predicts the future. If it, Is it just, like, uh, mathematical extrapolation probabilities? What is it? Like- yes,
0: that's my take on it, yeah. Well, and <clears throat> that's... Kind of, that's how they've built him too. Is like he's he can right. answer questions involving so many variables on such a level that he can in effect predict predict the future. Like nobody should be able to stop Barry Allen if they're running at you, unless you happen to already know that Barry Allen's going to run at you and exactly the speed that he's doing it with and exactly the angle he will take on his approach, and then you can get your little Doctor Octopus thing behind and grab his neck.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> little Doctor Octopus. As an thing. example. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so far, I like DeVoe as a villain. I think he's kind of cool. He is. It's,
0: it's, I mean, I'm, it's refreshing to not have another speedster, too.
1: No, we have a speedster. He's just a speedster of thought. Yeah, which is fine.
0: I mean, you got to have, so, you well, gotta you have gotta something. you got to understand, Jason. <laughs> I understand how thematically this hasn't changed that much. But but really, <laughs> even using a different mechanism is uh, refreshing. And Devoe's uh, yeah. that actor has... Uh, up to this point, been pretty great. I liked him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose I'll miss him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think you understand. He thinks faster than Barry. <laughs> so he's kind of a speedster.
0: I feel like I've I've got a basic grasp of that, but I appreciate you trying to make sure I I was up to date.
1: Even if even if he's not the same actor, he's still thinking faster than Barry. Sure, sure. That's, that's that. Uh, I I I'm kind of getting my head around
0: that. I appreciate. It. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Kind of you. Oh, you know. To
0: stop everything we were doing to make sure
1: that I knew that point. Very kind of you. You can just, you know, come just, to me any time. Just the kind of guy you are. Before we're, before we're recording, even, you can come to me and say, hey, man, I don't understand things. Yeah,
0: but I, I like that even during the recording, you made it a point <laughs> to stop and make sure that I understood this.
1: <laughs>
0: See, that is commitment. That's friendship.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people tell me I, be, I should be committed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to uh, to
1: friendship. <laughs> To the guys in the white coats. Yeah. All right. So, um. <laughs> you know, now that we're
0: on the topic of you explaining things to me, <clears throat> may I ask you to explain some more?
1: I probably won't be able to, but go ahead. I have a series of questions. You have a series of questions for me? Yes. Oh, Lord. I feel like this is like pop quiz time. Um, I, I guess. it's um, Help me, Brent Clark. It's like if, if I had...
0: If I had to, to name it, this would be a segment I would call What the Fuck Did I Miss, Dave?
1: Okay. You ready? Sure. We'll we'll give this a shot. This is terrifying.
0: When did the body swap happen?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering that myself. A lot of man. these
0: questions are got a lot if you have a good guess, let me know. If you just want to say outright I <laughs> uh, they me did know. a
1: flashback where he was like getting up off of the ground and it was all slow motiony, weird and Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she was like, you know, there. She, and she just... comes and she helps him. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not sure so when that happens in
0: relation to everything else. When did that happen? Because it, I don't it, know. it suggests other questions like how did old Devoe get out of the lake? Who was old Devoe when he was old Devoe? Like during the course of trapping Barry Allen, Uh huh. where it seems like on the same timeline, um, brainstorm uh-huh. is trapped with Caitlin. Sure. And, and what, I think it's supposed to be a ruse Mm-hmm. that I suppose I, I think the only point of that is to make it is to make Brainstorm feel like he should be part of the family so that he can infiltrate the family a little bit better and turn the screw on Barry. But it, the two questions off that one is Amethyst really just supposed to be there to be a sacrificial lamb because she went down mm-hmm. and
1: two Thankfully, I can't stand her.
0: Yeah. Um. But did he really just like create her as a meta just to get her in that position so he could get Brainstorm into the inner circle? And then if that's the case, who was controlling Devoe at the same time while he's got Beau, or while he's got Barry trapped in his little rat cage? By the mm-hmm. way, awesome trick where he vibrates so much he's invisible. Fantastic. But yeah. who's, who's Devoe there if Brainstorm is also Devoe over there? Which is why I'm wondering, when did this swap happen?
1: Well, I mean they they showed us the swap happen where he like comes down and floats and you know throws his dock ock tendrils on the dude's head sure all that yeah yeah that all happened i just don't i'm not sure when that happened like I'm, in the timeline i i can't quite figure out when because i would assume he <laughs> came i would assume he like crashed at the lake but then came out of the lake that's what i would assume but I, I i don't know i don't know
0: but then that's the other thing is like okay how did old devoe get out of the lake and who was it that went into the lake Again, I think it was DeVoe. Uh, I think it you was DeVoe. I think it was real,
1: real DeVoe? Yeah. All right. Um. So I just think I think he became Brainstorm like at the just before the Christmas dinner. All right. So you think it happened
0: between? So all right, in your mind, Brainstorm is just there as a as a helpless pawn, as is apparently Amethyst. Uh huh. And then the dinner happens, but right before that, uh-huh. DeVoe apparently does find a way out of the lake. Well, In his crashed a, chair.
1: He's got a partner wife, you know?
0: He's got the mechanic with him, sure. So, like, I'm willing to assume... It's the only way it makes it work, but I just didn't see it happen. Like, it it didn't... I don't... I just couldn't tell when this happened. It had to have been then, though, right? Is, is that the only option we have?
1: Yeah, there Was, might be another option, but I don't. I don't remember it. It's my
0: best guess, I guess, after all this. It's like, he I must have made ha- it out... Which would have been part of his plan, so that's fine. He would have planned to make it look like he was dead, so he could further surprise him on Christmas. Yeah, and that's fine. Also, if he calculated that Brainstorm would make it out, that Amethyst would get done, di- you know, that that you know Caitlin would trick Amethyst, if he, he could, mm-hmm. I'm fine with him being able to calculate all of those variables. I just kept watching, thinking, "Hold on, no when did they swap?"
1: Yeah, you know, I honestly, man, I I was a little confused at the at the end. And uh thought, you know what I'll do, I'll go back and look, and then I realized I'd have to watch all these stupid commercials again, and I went, eh, I'm, I'm okay.
0: It is a deterrent. And one, one more quick question while we're at this, is if if our working theory is that he went, he goes into the lake, Brainstorm gets rescued, later he finds Brainstorm and, um, you know, swaps him. Well, that's fine, but I'm pretty sure that chair he's in works just fine when he's floating around and, and swapping mines. <laughs> and uh-huh. it's the same chair that Barry just destroyed and threw in the river.
1: Yeah, well, that's why you gotta. That's why you got your little your little help meet there, your partner, partner wifey. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know her name. I just they call were her so ad- they were so adamant that that she was she was like I'm his partner. I have no idea what her name is. I even <laughs> they've done really a really bad job of of making her a threat for me. I just don't even know what I don't even know who she is. She's like, oh yeah, that girl, his yeah. wife. <laughs> I feel bad about it, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it.
0: In any case, you see all my points. It's yeah. it's a confused, it's a confusing yeah. little bit.
1: It is a confusing
0: bit, absolutely. Um, and I think it's kind of yeah, hmm? the the writing's usually so tight on the flash that I'm just assuming I missed something, which is uh, why I praise. I mean, this what the fuck. That's is. fair.
1: I mean, you remember when when Barry's running through the Speed Force, not the Speed Force, uh, when he's running through that uh, little time tunnel to get to Earth Two the first time or whatever, and he sees like. A little glimpse of himself in prison, mm-hmm. and he's like, in handcuffs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're starting looking to, at
0: that now, right? Starting to look more real, huh?
1: Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you want to talk about the tight writing on the show, there you go, yeah. but
0: uh, okay. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to see if there was something obvious that I missed, and um, short of huh. that, put it out there for anyone to let me know.
1: Yeah. Here's another big question I've got for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did Mick Rory have time to steal all of those toasters? A pro like him? Come on. (laughs) That was my favorite bit of the show. Why would Rory think that we why would Rory think we needed forty toasters? He set up some kind of a fire sale. Oh he stole them. He definitely stole them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it it yeah. Like, what I like about it is there's this image that he just kind of realized he needed a gift and went behind whatever department store he could find and bribed a guy and then intimidated the guy next to him and just stole a whole pallet of whatever was there. It could have been toasters, espresso machines, diapers, whatever was there. Mm-hmm. He just stole a pallet. Yeah. Walked away.
1: Yeah. All right, so Amunet Black, I... This is one of those situations where I went, hey, Katie Sackhoff, I'm excited to see her. She's a good actress. And apparently it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, I'm a, she's a good actress, but apparently she thinks because this is a comic book show, she can act really over the top and ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Not enough people get the memo that if you actually take it semi-seriously, it comes off really well.
1: Yeah. She was, uh, she was pretty over the top, though, man. Yeah. Just got to pull it back a little bit. Which, I mean, she... Even... Advice we've given
0: a lot on these shows.
1: Yeah. Like, she's just... Uh... Like a British geomancer over here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I know you said it didn't like Ralph, but um, I don't. I don't like Ralph so far. Say
0: what you may, but
1: uh, I will. Speech, I don't like him. Uh, you will, and um,
0: <laughs> <clears throat> that that little speech at the end was was a little a little endearing. But yeah, uh, the the laugh out loud moment came when he said uh, one of those death holes that you call a breach. Hmm. I was super happy with that. Also, with Harry trying to get over, over uh, like trying, insisting to Cisco, like, no, 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 that's not, that's not a breakup cube. That's not a breakup cube. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the the whatever it was, the sex cube. What yeah, <laughs> that was kind of funny.
0: That was good. And <laughs> even Joe, like, get that out of my house.
1: Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I don't know that I have a lot more on this on the season so far. I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. One more question has nothing to do with timelines.
1: Okay. Um. Well, two, actually. So do you
0: think DeVoe has to keep swapping bodies, or is it just this one that was being destroyed?
1: I suspect that uh, eventually that body will break down and that he'll realize he has to have Barry's body, or maybe he already knows he has to have Barry's body.
0: And this is a step in that direction?
1: I think he has to have Barry's body.
0: I thought that's where they were going with it early on. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the reason they trapped him. Um. So I... I if,
1: I... I I'm, I'm not sure why they trapped him.
0: Oh, just to show him that he should learn to lose once in a while and all that stuff.
1: Oh right, I forgot about that. There's a whole
0: lesson plan. Um and that was apparently just I don't know, his his opening gambit, I guess. I don't know. But he and ends with um he says, Now let's bring bring about the enlightenment. Mhm. I have no idea what that means, but it sounded scary out of him.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So far it's just a dude in a chair with a lot of bluster.
0: Well, now it's a a, <laughs> a, a a guy standing up with a lot of luster.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of sad because I like the aesthetic of the dude in the chair. Like I, don't... I did,
0: I did. I thought it was good homage, but it makes more sense for him to get out of the chair and have some fun. Yeah. Is he going to be telepathic, I mean, though? On top I mean, of being maybe, that smart?
1: Maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's why he he knows so much. Maybe he uh you know he's in he's so smart. Like we've already got so many people who are intel- intelligent enough to go back in time, right? In this mm-hmm. universe. So sure. if he's the smartest man of all time, maybe he can he figures out how to time travel to some degree, uses some flash tech or something, or they design something. You know, once he's telepathic, he can just read, you know, whoever's mind, Harry's mind or whoever's mine. And uh maybe that's how he sees everything. Maybe it's it's more than just mathematical extrapolation.
0: I I mean going forward maybe, from up to this point he's just been
1: uh... Yeah, but he could always go back and tell himself. You see what I'm saying? Would,
0: yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. Well, that'd be one way to go with it.
1: Mm, I'm probably wrong. Could work.
0: I'm just guessing that he also he gets to keep his uh, super brain and also gets telepathic powers now.
1: Mm, yeah, maybe. Which would I seem mean, to be
0: redundant for someone that is that clever.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. All right, well, I mean, uh, I think this is the uh, CW show and I'm enjoying the most of this season so far, which is, you know, not a weird pretty, thing. It's pretty just, standard. It's pretty standard for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to know when it'll yeah. be back? Yeah, sure. When will it be back, Jason? That will be January 16th. Ooh, January 16th. Mm-hmm. Well, getting our Christmas presents a little late. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all I've got, I think, for right now. I miss Wally. I'm, you know, <laughs> I I enjoy hearing about he's fighting Starro and stuff, but I miss him. Yeah. I miss Jessie. I that's know she's a Flash
0: on Earth, too. There's some news we'll discuss Monday that might help you with Wally too.
1: Oh, okay. Is he coming back? You'll have to wait till the news episode, like everyone else. Oh, you bastard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm not. I'm not being funny. You're a bastard. I want to know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we are DC on Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. We'll talk about stuff, and uh, I don't know. Give us your thoughts on the on the season so far, and of this mid-season finale. Uh, we'll probably talk about it on the uh, unless you're you know really mean to us or something. We'll probably talk about it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we'll be coming back with uh, episode 450, where we'll be discussing Arrow as it is so far in season six, with an emphasis on the mid-season finale. Until next time, guys. Oh, yeah, we're partnered with TV Time. They're an amazing app. You should go check them out. Keep track of your stuff, your TV shows and everything. It's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Juergens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Eli Ophelders of Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud and can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. DC On Screen is a Maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Her email adjusted. Insure carefully, dream
0: fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.